Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, one of my favourite films, uh, yet again. Um, This film um, that I'm going to be talking about today is called The Hunt for Red October. And it was a film that came out in 1990, Uh, that is a... Submarine uh, spy thriller film uh, that was directed by John uh, McTiernan and uh, it starred um, James L. Jones, Sam Neill, uh, Scott Glenn, Alec Baldwin and uh, Sean Connery and uh, before I start this episode uh, I would like to pay tribute to uh, the late great Sean Connery uh, who uh, we unfortunately lost um, on October the 31st uh, of this year, 2020. Um, he was a uh, Scottish actor and producer, if you don't know. Um, he's famous for starring in uh, seven of the uh, James Bond films, uh, in the James Bond series of films. And he is... Um, and he always will be uh, be considered as the definitive uh, James Bond. He was the first James Bond, and for some people, he will always be the uh, definitive version of James Bond. Um, uh, he also starred in many films, um, uh, as well as um, James Bond. Um, he starred in. Uh, Films such as um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, um, uh, of course, the the Hunt for October, um, and he had an a, an illustrious uh, career. Um, uh, another one of my favourite uh, roles uh, of his was as um, as the the father of uh, Indiana Jones in. Um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, uh, which came out uh, the year previous to uh, The Hunt for October, came out in 1989, and um, yeah, in that uh, film, Sean Connery plays Henry Jones Sr., who uh, uh, goes missing, and um, Indiana Jones has to uh, go and uh, find him, and uh, recover him, and... um, yeah, that's also another great film, uh, if you haven't seen that. Uh, but, um, yeah, I just want to say, um, uh, this episode uh, is going to be a tribute to Sean Connery. Um, and The Hunt for October is one of my favourite films. Um, and uh, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. And I hope you like what you hear.
So as I was saying uh, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the, uh, the 1990 American submarine spy thriller film, uh, The Hunt for Red October, uh, that was directed by John McTiernan, uh, produced by Mace Newfield, and it's starred uh, Sean Connery, the late great Sean Connery, um, Alec Baldwin, uh, Scott Glenn, James Old Jones and Sam Neill. Um, the film is an adaptation of uh, the Tom Clancy best-selling novel of the same name that came out in 1984 and uh, it was the first installment in the film series uh, with the protagonist uh, Jack Ryan. And if you're not familiar with the character of Jack Ryan, um, he was created by uh, author Tom Clancy, and um, he's featured in a in several uh, novels, um, uh, some of which have been adapted into uh, the film or TV shows. Um, and uh, many of these novels have consistently topped the New York Times bestseller list over the last 30 years. Um, since uh, Tom Clancy's death in 2013, four other authors have continued the Jack Ryan franchise and its uh, other connecting series with the approval of uh, the Clancy family estate. Um, Jack Ryan um, has starred in... Um, he has been the main protagonist in uh, uh, quite a few films... Um, and he's been portrayed by uh, a number of um, actors at this point. Um, over the years, he's been portrayed <coughs> on film by uh, Alec Baldwin, uh, Harrison Ford, Ben Affleck, and Chris Pine. Um, there is also a Jack uh, Ryan um, TV show um, that uh, is uh, made and streams on Amazon Prime. Um, that started uh, that premiered uh, on the 30th of August 2018, and it stars uh, John uh, Krasinski, um, who you may know from The Office. He played uh, the character of uh, Jim Halpert in um, The Office, and he plays uh, Jack Ryan in um, the uh, the Amazon Prime uh, web TV series um, that is called Jack Ryan. And Jack Ryan um, is um, the son of a Baltimore police detective and nurse. Uh, he's a former U.S. Marine and a stockbroker. He uh, becomes a civilian uh, history professor at the United States Naval Academy. Um, he later joins the, the Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, as an analyst and as an occasional field officer, um, eventually leaving it as the deputy director. He uh, served as a national security advisor and the vice president before suddenly becoming president of the United States following a terrorist attack on the United States Capitol. Um, Ryan uh, went on to serve two consecutive terms and mostly dealt with the international crises in Europe, the Middle East, Asia and Africa or at least that is the uh, that is the story of Jack Ryan the fictional story of Jack Ryan within his uh, novels 
Uh, but as I was saying, um, today I'm going to be focusing on the um, the film The Hunt for Red October. And um, The Hunt for Red October uh, novel was the, the debut novel of Tom Clancy. Uh, which was first published um, on the October the 1st, 1984. Uh, and, it, and it depicts the... Um, it depicts a Soviet submarine captain, uh, Marco Ramius, um, as he seemingly goes rogue with his country's cutting-edge ballistic missile submarine, the Red October. And it marks the first appearance of Clancy's most popular... Um, fictional character Jack Ryan, as I said, uh, who's an analyst working for the Central Intelligence Agency, and he must prove his theory that Ramius had intended to defect to the United States. Um, and um, honestly, I haven't read the original novel, um, but I've watched uh, the film The Hunt for Red October uh, many times. Uh, I've been watching it since I was very young, and um, ever since I was a kid, uh, I've always been fascinated by it, and especially uh, by um, the character of uh, Marco Ramius, who uh, is the uh, Russian uh, submarine captain that Sean Connery plays, um, and he's such a very such an interesting character. Um, of course, uh, the the film, um, uh, the story of the film is set during the the late Cold War era, um, uh, and it involves, um, as I said, uh, this uh, Soviet Soviet uh, naval captain um, who wishes to defect to the United States, and. Uh, when we first meet uh, Marco Ramius, um, we see the eyes of Sean Connery. We uh, we we automatically uh, get this sense that he's uh, he's both reflecting as well as uh, looking towards the future and at the possibilities. And there's many um, stories and films uh, made of um, of to of uh, the era. Of the the Cold War, um, when um, the tensions between the Soviet Union and the United States um, were very uh, tense, um, and um, there seemed to be uh, a power play between them, the the two major superpowers on Earth, um, and. Um, it's um, a lot of the the cold uh, war um, activities uh, revolved around um, both um, uh, clandestine um, uh, infiltration by um, the the secret agencies, the um, the government agencies uh, who uh, covertly. Uh, go from one country to another to um, to collect intelligence and report them back to their home um, country. Um, propaganda campaigns, espionage, as I said, um, and um, many other um, 
uh, activities um, and in that are seemingly in competition with one another. The Soviet Union and uh, the United States were very um, competitive between one another and um, that could be seen um, in uh, the, the the mid part of uh, the the 20th century uh, during the space race uh, between um, the Soviet Union, the USSR, and the United States uh, to achieve the first uh, space flight, um, and uh, of course uh, the um, the Soviet Union uh, were the first to achieve um, um, suborbital. Um, uh, um, and a suborbital uh, object um, going into space uh, with the um, with the achievement of uh, Sputnik One, which was the first artificial satellite that was launched in 1957. And from then on, um, the the so-called space race became even gained more of a focus um, for the two. Um, the two superpowers uh, and that led to major technological advancements in um, many different areas and um, of course that led to the the first um, uh, man in space the first human to go into um, into orbit who was uh, Yuri Gagarin on the the 12th of April 1961 um, and um, then the the USSR sent uh, the first woman, Valentina Tereshkova, uh, into space on uh, June the 16th, 1963. And um, there were numerous other firsts that took place over the next few years. Um, and uh, the, the basic culmination of the, of the space race uh, was achieved by um, the United States on July the 20th. 1969, uh, when they made the first um, U.S. Uh, um, landing on the moon, uh, when the first human, uh, there was the first human uh, spacewalk on the moon, um, and uh, in fact, the the U.S. were the first to go there, and uh, at present they are the only um, superpower, the only country on Earth. Who has ever sent um, men uh, to the moon um, and returned them safely to the Earth? Um, but at the moment, uh, the space race is definitely still on. Uh, there are major uh, new uh, competitors in it, and um, you could pub you could honestly say that even in this day and age, there is a a, a cold war perhaps going on. Um, um, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows what uh, uh, is happening? But uh, maybe the Cold War never ended. Um, but um, a lot of films, as I said, uh, uh, at the dissolution of the the, United, the, the Soviet Union um, in 1991, it was thought that um, the Cold War had come to an end. But um, uh, realistically. Um, some powers um, uh, enjoy um, spreading their influence and doing um, things 
to uh, both antagonize and um, and drive the uh, the engine of uh, war and innovation um, and um, yeah who knows why uh, governments do what they do but um, uh, it's uh, there, there is of course there is um, there is uh, cooperation between superpowers um, there has been cooperation between the US and the Russian Federation uh, for many years um, especially in the in the in the area of uh, space um, the the coming together of the International Space Station um, is a a combination of many different countries all working together so yeah um, I think uh, in the long run uh, no one wants to see um, the uh, the the restart of any kind of um, potential um, uh, physical attacks upon uh, different countries and their navies um, that uh, may uh, turn what could be um, what may be a, a cold war still going on into what they call a hot war when uh, weapons are being um, are being fired and uh, could lead to a uh, not only a major international um, event um, but one that could uh, uh, impact the entire human race and uh, no one wants that um, uh, especially in the, the day and age that we live in um, what we're going through now uh, so as I was saying um, the the story of the hunt for Red October which in my opinion is uh, one of the most defining roles uh, that Sean Connery uh, the late Sean Connery um, undertook uh, of the character Marco Ramius um, and it's as I say he's just it, he's he's very stoic he's very measured in his um, performance um, in the way he acts but his authority is just um, undeniable and his the gravity of his performance is um, is uh, transfixing um, and enthralling and he really does carry uh, a lot on his shoulders and you really do buy into um, the reality that he could be this uh, this uh, legendary uh, submarine captain um, very distinguished uh, captain uh, but as I said it's the story of the Hunt for Red October um, set during the Cold War uh, involves a rogue Soviet naval captain who wishes to defect to the United States with his officers and the Soviet Navy's newest and most advanced nuclear missile submarine a fictional improvement on the Soviet ICBM capable Typhoon class submarine um, a, CI, a CIA analyst uh, Jack Ryan uh, correctly deduces that uh, the motive of the rogue uh, Soviet naval uh, captain is that um, he wishes to defect, but he must prove his theory to the US Navy before 
a violent confrontation between the Soviet and the American navies spirals out of control. And at the beginning of the film, um, uh, there have been um, images that have been taken of this new uh, Typhoon class submarine, this experimental Typhoon class submarine that appears to uh, look different. Um, there's been um, intelligence um, photos taken that have got back to the um, the CIA, and um, and they don't know uh, initially what's going on, um, but they know that this Typhoon class submarine, the Red October has been has put out to sea and um that it's um it's been it's been spotted and they send some uh, american um submarines to to track it um and uh uh alongside this um the uh the, the submarine captain mark aramius uh in secret has a plan to defect to the United States, um, but this plan is not made apparent to every member of uh, the crew of his submarine. Um, it's not uh, made apparent to the political officer um, who is um, aboard, um, who has to be aboard with uh, uh, Soviet uh, naval uh, submarines at the time, um, and he holds one of the nuclear. Um, missile keys as well as the, the captain um, and uh, Marco Ramius knows that this political officer um, is going to be a problem that if um, the plan to defect to the United States is to, is to uh, be successful that um, this uh, political officer uh, will have to be um, dealt with uh, and um, a lot of the the uh, the senior staff um, the, the 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 highest ranking officers aboard the uh, the Red October are aware of Mark Aramius is um, plan to defect um, and they're aware that that uh, he has he was going to have to uh, deal with his political officer and um, Essentially, Mark Aramius kills the political officer, and um, in his quarters. But he stages it, um, and uh, he tells uh, the the doctor that um, he uh, slipped on his tea. Uh, the political officer slipped on his tea, and he unfortunately broke his neck in the process, and uh, that's how he died, and that's how. Um, uh, Captain Ramius is able to get hold of uh, the political officer's uh, nuclear key, um, and um, so that, uh, but so that he can um, continue to appear um, to be following uh, the orders of the the Soviet uh, government, and the uh, the fictional story that uh, Marco Ramius and uh, his senior. Staff of um, his crew uh, is that they're testing this new Typhoon class submarine that um, is equipped with a new stealth, a Caterpillar drive, 
which renders the um, renders the ship um, uh, undetectable from other vessels uh, passing uh, sonar, uh, so that when it passes by uh, or when it is heard uh, on sonar, uh, it just uh, sounds like um, whales, like this natural has this natural sound to it rather than this um, mechanical sound of um, of an engine or of a propeller. So this um, new Caterpillar drive uh, that has been installed in this uh, new Typhoon class um, vessel um, is uh, quite um, quite a technological advancement. It's something that um, we're told in the story um, that the US uh, government had been working on something similar but they couldn't get it to work. Uh, but it appears that um, the the Soviet Union's uh, in, uh, shipbuilding engineers have come up with an, an effective uh, uh, system, um, uh, a caterpillar drive uh, that can um, can uh, make the vessels undetectable, and so they could potentially pass into. Uh, international waters and potentially um, launch an attack upon a, a foreign government without them being detected and the story that uh, Mark Aramis is um, is giving to his crew is that that is, that is exactly what they're doing they are testing this new Caterpillar drive they're going to go into US waters uh, undetected and they're going to park themselves off the coast and uh, undertake uh, missile drills so that uh, if there was ever a need to attack the US then it could be done and it has been tested and um, but of course this is a fictional story it's what uh, um, Captain Ramius knows the crew uh, will buy um, they all understand that this happens and this is the, the psychology of the, the Soviet um, Navy and the Soviet uh, government at this time so they go along with it they don't question their captain um, and uh, so then we, we follow uh, Captain Ramius and his crew um, up up to the Bering Strait and, and uh, to the North American uh, continent uh, but in parallel to this, uh, as I said, um, the the character of uh, Jack Ryan, who is played by Alec Baldwin in this film, uh, he's the CIA uh, analyst. Um, he um, believes that uh, Marco Ramis wants to defect. It hasn't been made uh, public, but the the evidence that there are many submarines chasing effectively chasing um, the, the uh, submarine Red October leads him to believe and leads him to convince um, the US government and the US Navy that the intention of Mark Aramius is to defect with his vessel and his crew and they need to get to him before the Soviet um, the Soviet Union and their their submarines do uh, because they could potentially 
and they would most likely want to destroy the Red October and um, and uh, capture um, Marco Ramius before he can enter um, U.S. waters because that would be an international violation to enter U.S. waters or international the waters of uh, a foreign um, country without their permission. It's an act of war, in fact. Um, but seeing as um, uh, Captain Ramius wants to defect with his crew, that is another um, that is another uh, order of magnitude. Uh, so um, that's why uh, Jack Ryan is sent. Uh, to communicate with um, Captain Ramus by any means uh, to get to him but uh, while on the Red October we find out that um, not all of the crew not all on board uh, uh, are in agreement with what's going on um, and especially there is a, a KGB agent aboard the um, the Red October, as um, Captain Ramius uh, had sus had suspicions that they were, and um, as they're journeying to America, the Red October has a um, has a malfunction in the Caterpillar drive, and that allows uh, they have to shut it off until it's repaired. And um, they have to uh, revert back to using um, the normal uh, engines of the submarine so they can be detected. Um, and it's very much a... Uh, the film is very much a, a, uh, a game of chess, in fact. It's very strategic. It's very compelling because we're seeing... Um, that the the motivations of one man who ha, who believes that um, he has uh, he has done enough and that um, these weapons of mass destruction uh, can't be allowed to continue and I suppose his mentality is that um, if you can't uh, if you can't stop um, the engine of war on the side that you uh, have been fighting on then uh, the only way to to negate any kind of threat is to turn over the most powerful weapon at the disposal of your uh, country to uh, your um, uh, mortal enemy um, effectively the, the nemesis and the nemesis of the Russian, the, the, the Soviet Union at this point was definitely the United States of America. And we effectively see that in many scenes within the film, uh, The Hunt for Red October, both uh, seeing um, the the Russian captain, um, he's definitely, uh, Marco Remus is definitely a, a very different uh, Russian um, submarine captain. He's more seasoned, he's older, he's had his life um, his wife has died. Um, he has seen war. He's lived through it, so he knows that uh, there can be no, and that if the Soviet Union is creating a weapon um, 
of war that uh, um, is uh, undetected, then um, who knows what could happen and what could follow from that. Um, so that's why he's decided to defect. But the other Russian captains um, uh, are not um, not happy with uh, Captain Ramis's decision, and they have been ordered to follow him. Um, uh, especially the captain uh, Tupolev, uh, who is on um, an, another uh, submarine, the uh, Konovalov. And uh, he, uh, as well as the other submarine captains, are sent to to get um, to get to Ramius to destroy the Red October before it can enter U.S. waters. Um, and it's, as I say, it's very compelling, very enthralling um, story, enthralling uh, and film, um, very political, but. Uh, um, the the actors and the story really do um, really do carry you along with it, um, and especially Sean Connery as uh, Captain Mark Aramius and um, Alec Baldwin as Jack Ryan. Um, these two uh, seemingly opposing sides, um, one working for the U.S. Uh, government, um, for the CIA, one working for the uh, Soviet Union, but who intends to defect from Soviet Union. Um, but they, because he's such a, an incredible analyst, Jack Ryan, is able to get into the mind of uh, people like Marco Ramius. He knows just from looking at his actions and uh, and his uh, his history. Um, uh, what he he could be planning and could be capable of, but uh, it's very uh, it's very compelling watching um, Alec Baldwin um, uh, come up with his theory and present it, and then go and actually see come face to face with Captain Ramius, um, Sean Connery's um, character, um, and also Sam Neill was fantastic in it. I think this was the first film. That I ever saw Sam Neill in, uh, who would go on to play um, Doctor Alan Grant in the Jurassic Park films. Uh, he's a, an incredible actor. Also, um, um, he was in a great film a few years ago called, called The Dish, was which was a American, uh, sorry, an Australian uh, film that was based around. Um, the uh, the the moon landings, uh, it's an incredible film. Um, but he's great in it. Also, he plays um, Captain Marco Ramius's first officer. Um, so yeah, uh, great film. Uh, definitely want to want to um, watch, uh, want to read, um, and uh, a lot of the. Um, a lot of the the the, the spy thriller uh, films um, and uh, the novels that were written by uh, Tom Clancy uh, have uh, very compelling uh, protagonists within them, especially uh, Jack Ryan uh, and his uh, 
legacy, the legacy of that character continues. Uh, as I said, he he now he's has his own um, um, TV show uh, for Amazon Prime, uh, and he's played by uh, John Krasinski in that. Um, so his uh, story um, will most likely continue for a long time to come. Um, and uh, yeah, he's uh, it's, um, it's sad that he's no longer with us. Um, he was uh, 66 when he died back in 2013. Um, and um, I also... I didn't uh, just remember this that when I was younger I actually played the Splinter Cell um, games um, that uh, were um, a uh, kind of a shooter game that was um, that was uh, inspired um, by uh, and it was uh, um, taken from uh, Tying uh, novels uh, written by um, uh, Tom Clancy. Um, uh, so I, I remember um, I remember playing that when I was younger. Um, and there've been many other um, adaptations of Tom Clancy's uh, work over the years, um, and um, there may be uh, more to come in the future. Uh, because he really does create compelling characters, and uh, especially the character of uh, Jack Ryan. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there uh, for now, uh, talking about uh, The Hunt for Red October. Um, but just to say that um, it's a really great film. Um, uh, I've enjoyed watching it since I was a kid. Uh, as I say, it came out in 1990. Uh, but I just really wanted to make this episode... Uh, of the podcast um, uh, in tribute to Sean Connery because I, th- I believe that The Hunt for October is my favourite role that Sean Connery uh, ever did um, uh, even though I watched him when I was a kid as James Bond um, he was a very very uh, briefly in uh, in um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, right at the end. Um, but for me, um, as uh, as uh, the as Captain Mark Aramis in uh, in the Hunt for Red October, to me that's one of my favourite roles of his, as well as um, Indiana Jones's father in uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, he was great in that too, as Henry Jones Senior. Uh, his interplay between um, Harrison Ford was both funny uh, and, and uh, wonderful. Um, yeah, wonderful to see the two. Uh, of course, he was in the film uh, The Rock, uh, where he played um, one of the the previous uh, inmates um, at um, at uh, Alcatraz. Um, and he has to go back into it uh, because um, uh, it's been uh, taken over by a, a group of rogue US force um, recon marines um, and that was a great film also 
Um, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to to say that um, uh, Sean Connery was a great actor. Um, he uh, will definitely be be missed, um, and uh, he's. Um, his legacy will continue and people will continue to watch his films um, and his roles and um, he will uh, never be forgotten. Um, but uh, his definitive role uh, will definitely be, I'm sure, as uh, James Bond in the seven Bond films um, that he he starred in. Um, and uh, yeah... Long may he rest in peace, and uh, long may he be uh, remembered. Uh, but as I say, I'm going to leave it there for now. Uh, I just want to say thank you for listening. I hope you like what you heard, uh, and I'll talk to you again soon. If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings Experience, um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry, um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me, uh, which is my website, and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, a book form. Uh, you can go to Amazon and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published. Um, they're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences. Um, and there'll be more to come. And uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to... Uh, to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to patreon and searching for mark the poet and uh your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um but uh, as i was saying i hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode um and i'll talk to you again soon